we're going to be in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 18, verses 17 through 33. Genesis chapter 18, verses 17 through 33. Amen. Amen. And it reads, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Uh-oh, that ain't going to make me feel bad. Let me stand up. They did it in the back. Amen. Amen. The Delta section back there. Where the AKAs at? AKAs in the house too. Just the Deltas. So AKAs, y'all ain't saved. Ain't no saved AKAs. Ain't nobody. Just the Deltas say. Oh, Jesus. I ain't calling nobody. I just saw them in the back. Amen. I don't want to start the Omegas, y'all say? You got Omegas in you say, okay, you want to say this morning, y'all want to hear this morning, but you made it at 11, hallelujah. <laughs> the campus, the campus say, yeah, you say it every morning, amen. You wouldn't even wear the flannel with your gangster singers, so y'all all right, amen. Anyway, Genesis, I got first time visitors, I got to be a stupid. <clears throat> Hello, <clears throat> first, I got to be professional, I have first time visitors here today. Genesis 18, verses 17 through 33, in the King James Version reads, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken unto him. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preadventure. There be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked? That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? You know your prayer like right. You're trying God like this, right? And the Lord said, if I find Sodom in Sodom, 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all this place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, behold, now I have taken upon me to speak to the Lord, which am I uh, uh, but dust and ashes. Preadventure, what if there shall lack five of the 50 righteous? Wilt thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, if I find 45, I'm going to do the math for you, Abraham, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again and said, uh, preadventure, there be 40 found there. And he said, I will not do it for 40's sake. And he said unto him, oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak preadventure, there shall 35 be found. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And my father said 35, 30. And he said, behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Preadventure, there shall be 20 found. And he said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. He said, one more time, 
Oh, let not the Lord be angry, because you can tell God getting tired of him. And I will speak yet but this once. Preadventure, ten shall be found. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way. He didn't let him ask no more questions. He don't say that, but I'm just saying. As soon as he had left communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned unto his place. Lord, please bring a word for your people for this 11 o'clock hour. Allow me not to imitate and duplicate that which happened at 8, but allow the Spirit to flow for these individuals so that they may hear the word in which they need to receive it. We love you, God, and we thank you for convicting us but not condemning us. We thank you for stretching us but not pull us up, pulling us apart. We thank you for bringing us a word so that we may become better, better intercessors and prayer warriors. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You can take your seat. Amen. Amen. We're going to talk about five traits of, in, of, of an intercessory prayer. Now, it's more than five, but I just want to deal with five because, you know, I'm just dealing with the five I want to deal with. All right? So, ain't it amazing? See, I, was, I, was, I put this together before and I was going to teach it. Then I didn't. And then I said something in one of my sermons. I said, you know what? I need to go back to this. First of all, can y'all just clap right quick? Clap for my, my, my media team and, and Donna. And my people in the ATL, and I know I last minute of them, you know, it was snowing. I was like, you know what? I think I need to do the other lesson. I probably, they were like, man, we done done this graphic. But next week, Lord willing. I see why old school people say Lord willing, because you might, something might change. I'm going to preach on what I said I was going to preach on today, Lord willing. Anyway, it may or may not happen. That's what it means. But it's good to put the Lord name in the name. But anyway. James tells us to say that too. That's a whole nother sermon. Let me just go. Number one, let's deal with this. Number one, let's look at verse 16. It says, and we're in chapter 18. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Look, an intercessory prayer should have communion around God. You got to know God. Can, can I tell you something? Did, did, did God even say he was going to destroy the city? He didn't say that. He said, I'm going to go down there. And Abraham, because he has a relationship with God, he said, hold on, God, hold on. You've been to go kill these people, ain't you? Man, hold on, man. What did you find? 50 folk there, God? Some of y'all know y'all friends that be angry, right? You ever been somewhere? Maybe just imagine when you were young. And you go to, you're ready to go to the club, and, and, and all of a sudden your friend looks funny, but you better not do that today. Man, I'm good. No, you ain't good. They don't have to say a word. You just know. They energy. They moving funny. Look, man, you start something in the club today, you're going to get shot by yourself. Girl, you better not say nothing to her. I ain't going to say nothing to her. Girl, I done saw the way you moved your lace front. I know you ready to go out there. Sit down somewhere. Because you know your friend, right? Because you spend enough time with them to, to see what's going on with them even when they don't know it. So Abraham, because he's so, he's so, he communes with God so much, he already knows God's move, and he steps in front of God and say, God, don't go kill him. He didn't say he was going to kill anybody, but Abraham knew. Are you praying to God enough so you can know what's about to happen before it happens? You don't need to be prophetic, really. You don't even need to have a prophetic gift for God to reveal to you some things he's about to do, especially when it's concerning you and around you. The main reason Abraham was, was, was in very sensitive mode is because he was sitting there and he understood that his, his nephew Lot was over there in Sodom and Gomorrah. Look, don't kill him, God. My nephew over there. 
And so when you are in accessory prayer, you have to have communion and fellowship and a relationship with God. He already knew what God was about to do, and God didn't even say nothing. He could feel the emotion of God. No time have I ever been blindsided by my enemies. And I have a time. I'm, I'm, sometimes when I fuss, I'm just fussing just to know Maxwell there. I just want to know I'm there. Because sometimes God does stuff so amazing and sometimes you start losing who you feel like you're supposed to be. I never went into a church meeting or anything and got blindsided by anybody. That's why, when I, you know, I finally learned to just be quiet. I just let to, to the folk get mad. You know, they be like, me and the pastor at the meeting time, but I already know who's going to ask me what. Because God already shows me because I'll be prayed up before I go to meetings. I already know what pastor or what preacher or what city official, I already know who's going to do something shady before they do it because I'm in communion with God. I remember one time I called her Miss Roxanne got so upset because this pastor had done something, tried to sabotage something, and, and, and I was, but she like, why you ain't even mad? And she was crying because she was so hurt, and I was like, it don't matter, I already saw it. I told you what was coming, I just wanted you to see it yourself. Because when you pray and you get to know who God is, God will let you know what's up. He said, should I withhold anything from Abraham knowing I have this great future for him? Should I withhold this thing from Dawson because I have this relationship with him? Should I withhold this from Brother Dre because I have a relationship with him? When you really begin to pray and commune with God, he'll show you what's up before it even happens. Your enemy should never blindside you. Sometimes you may not know who your enemy is. That's why the Bible says, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil because sometimes you don't know. You're just walking through the shadow, but God protects you. But before they strike, God will show you what's going on. But you got to learn how to commune with him. He'll show you whether or not to open that business. And if so, he'll show you when. Oh, yeah, y'all, y'all see? See, see, if you plant watermelon seeds right now, you dumb. It's cold. It's not going to grow. They grow in the spring and summer, right? So you already know if you plant watermelon seeds, no matter how good they are, it's not going to work. Right? We know you dumb if you do that, right? We do know. Can we agree that if you do that? So if your child go out and plant watermelon seeds, we we need to have a meeting and pray because it's not going to grow. But what I'm telling you is this. Sometimes God would tell you that it's a good business idea, but not right now. Huh? That person's a good, a good husband or wife, but not right now. That job is a great opportunity, but not right now. And I'm not saying you're dumb if you don't hear that, but what I'm saying is the same way you know not to plant a watermelon seed right now because of the season. When you begin to commune with God, he'll let you know what season of life you're in. But that only comes through communing and praying with him day by day. Let's go to number two. Number two. I'm going to try to slow down a little bit so some of y'all got rid of y'all kids for the first time. So I'm going to try to slow down just a little bit. (laughs) Verse 17, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? An intercessory prayer should have companionship with God. Woo, companionship. Now, you know good and well he couldn't have been able to talk to God like that if they weren't cool. Right? Because, come on, see, your friend can be like, girl, what you doing? You know that stupid is on or what? But let somebody that don't know you say that. What, boy? I'm... Start taking your earrings out and grabbing your Vaseline. 
because you don't have a relationship with that person. Sometimes people you got a relationship with can tell you something way better than somebody else. Huh? Because you got to have companionship. That's why, see, ooh, that time that I was, I had an accident. This is how in touch was birth. I told y'all this before, but some of y'all knew, so just act like you ain't here before. So in touch, um, uh, the basketball program uh, uh, tournament that I had between the police and, and the community came out of an accident I had. I had an accident. I was trying to take my neighbor some medicine. Uh, I was going to get going to, to Walgreens to get some medicine. This car in front of the car that I hit stopped in the middle of the street. You could tell that car was trying to make that car hit them. But then I hit the car that they were trying to make hit and it had an accident. And, 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 and so I Everybody said, you okay? Oh, the car in front of me stopped. Yeah, I said, yeah, I saw it. I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And everything worked out. The police officer came up. I'm on the phone telling my neighbor. It's like 15 minutes later. I'm on the phone telling my neighbor what's up. He comes and say, get off the phone. It's so all fussing at me. Little, little white car. I, I, I could have broke him off, but I ain't want to get shot. I ain't want to go to jail. Even if I won, you know, it wasn't going to end well for me. You understand? So it's, it's, this young Caucasian lady, she came and she's like, why are you talking to him like that? It's not even his fault. And she intervened. And God said, I need you to start a basketball tournament with the police. What you talking about, God? What you talking about? I don't want to hear that. Right? I didn't want to work with the police. I wanted to fuss. But he said, no, I need you to start a tournament. And that's how it got started. Started a basketball tournament, and now even some police, I remember one time this, this police officer, he said, man, somebody kept saying, coach, coach, coach. And he said, I kept getting mad. You know how somebody keep calling somebody, you're like, will they answer them? And so he turned around and said, he said, what? And then he said, the man said, hey, coach. And he said, man, he was calling me coach because I coached his team. And he was like, he was looking at me like a human and not just a police officer. And he was all crying. I ain't going to say who his name is. I don't want you to know he was crying and stuff. But he was all emotional. You understand? Because that's what God told me to do, even though I didn't want to do it. See, the thing about when you begin to fellowship with God, you begin to hear what God say, even when you don't want to hear it. See, I'm sure Abraham, Abraham heard God say no. So he said, hold on, can you get down to 10? He said, oh, see, what if he would have just said at 50 and stopped there? He wouldn't have even known that God wouldn't fit the right this vote there. He stayed long enough to hear what God was saying. When you pray, do you listen for God's answer or do you just walk off? Lord, lay me down to sleep, lay me low to the geek, go to sleep. That ain't the prayer you should pray anyway, but you know what I'm saying. How you, when you pray and you ask God something, sit there and wait on the answer. When you begin to commune with him and have companionship with him, you understand that he will answer you. See, a lot of times we don't expect to call mayors and judges that we don't know because we feel like they're not going to answer us anyway. But sometimes you might call a pastor or somebody you know that can get in touch with them because you say, you know what, maybe I can't talk to them, but I know he can or she can. You understand? Because you don't expect them to answer you. But you should expect God to answer you because he loves you. He said, look here, I'm, I, I, will you spare for 10? Yes. That's commit, com, communication with God. Has God ever told you something you didn't want to hear, but you know you heard it? Feel like this. If God say, look here, ooh, so-and-so gave you $10,000, receive it. Yeah, God, I hear you. But when he say, get that $10,000 away, what'd you say, God? <laughs> get what? Huh? Hey, Pastor Maxwell, is this God, the devil, or me? <laughs> you ain't called pastor about keeping the 10, but you called pastor, you think this me or the devil? You heard God. <laughs> you just don't want to hear him. 
And when you have communication with God and commune with him and companionship, you hear him even when he tells you something you don't want to do. I'm going to use this example again. I ain't mad about it, so I can use that as a real example. I ain't mad. I think before you came here, but you probably heard me fussing about it. But when God said, when to sell that church, I couldn't have no commission, I can say it with joy now. I used to be mad and salty, probably ran first time visits out of here saying that example. But God said, when you sell, you can't have no money. Now, I should have made $60,000 off that. But God said, you can't have it. And I knew I heard him. I knew I couldn't call Miss Smells and ask her, because even if it was a devil, she would have been like, yeah, he said give it to the church. <laughs> couldn't call her. I know her answer going to be. <laughs> no, the devil is like, I ain't going to call trustee Smells. <laughs> but seriously, that's what he told me to do. Because I, I heard him clearly. Because what? I commune with him, and I fellowship with him. And even when he says something I don't want to hear, I hear it. And now I actually do it too. But I did it then. So companionship with God and communion with God so you can hear him. Look at this, verse 20 and 21. It says, and the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. Look, an intercessory prayer should have communication from God, right? You got to hear God. Remember I said you got to listen to him when he answers you? How can you pray for somebody else if you don't have a relationship with God? There's no way in the world that, that Abraham would have stepped in front of God if he ain't already had a relationship with God, right? He's telling God, look here, you the great judge. You just going to go kill somebody? That's bold, right? But he heard God's answer. You have to learn how to communicate with God so you can pray for your family, so you can cover your wife and your husband, so you can cover your children, so you can cover your grandchildren, so you can cover your mom and daddy, so you can cover your teachers, your politicians. You got to learn how to communicate with God and listen to him. Just like we say, when we learn how to pray in the spirit, we still have to continue to pray until we pray in our own language so we can hear exactly what God is telling us. Can you, can, everybody out here know how to talk, right? You know how to talk? All right. So when people say, how, how do I pray? If you can talk, just talk the same way. See, and when you talk to your friend all the time, you know, eventually you do get on their nerves when you keep talking. But with God, he want to hear you. All you have to do is open your mouth and talk. Just tell God what you're feeling. God, I'm in a bad mood today. He already know anyway, tell him. Because sometimes when you say, hey, how you doing? I, I say, I'm fine. And I just say, hey, because I don't say how you doing no more. Because sometimes I just don't care. I'm sorry, I love you, but I, I don't, when I'm rushing, I'm trying to do this, and somebody starts saying, well, yeah, because see, now I know that a lot of people know I'm a pastor. They want to tell me all oh, they promise all the time. Hey, bye. But God all the time want to know how you feel. So talk to God and tell him, hey, I'm going through this. See, this is the thing. We try to hide what we're feeling from God as if we don't know, as if he doesn't know. And the Bible says you have not because you what? You better tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. That was old school. Tell, tell him what you want. You have to learn how to communicate with God and let him know what's going on. Will you get a job if you don't ask for it sometimes? No. 
You have to go out and buy the application and try to get a job. Just because you need a job doesn't mean a job is just going to come to you. You have to ask and put in for a job. And you can't expect God to give you what you want if you don't ask. Remember the blind people kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now God is Jesus and Jesus is God. Colossians says that Jesus is the, is the, is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And what did Jesus say? What you want. Now, he, they blind. Everybody knew what they wanted. And I know Jesus knew, but he wanted them to ask specifically for what they wanted. You have got to communicate with God and tell God what you want because you have not, because you ask not. Why? Because the power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. And if you want it, you got to put it out there and speak it. When you want it, you got to be like David. Remember David said, you uncircumcised Philistine, I'm going to cut your head off and feed your carcass to the bird. You got to begin to speak those things that be not as though they were and tell the world what it is you want to bring it to fruition. I'm going to put it out there for you again. Brother Derry said he will be a principal. He said it on Facebook. He said it out loud. I'm not saying tell everybody all your moves, but that was a good move. Why? Because he's letting them know he's decreeing and declaring where he's going. And when you learn how to decree and declare where you're going and tell God exactly what you want and where you want to go, he will answer you. The problem is you're not using your mouth. Speak it. God, this is what I want. Communicate. He told them, look here, God, don't kill them. And at the end of the day, he was able to get Lot saved. And I'm going to tell y'all the same way I told you at 8 o'clock. If y'all want a good soap opera, I don't know if y'all watch Ozark and all that stuff, but if you read this next chapter, chapter 19, that's crazy. You might not even want your kids to read this chapter. If you want some minutes, read it, but this is crazy of how evil Sodom and Gomorrah was. I'm not going to even go into the story because some kids still stay here with their mom and daddy. So I ain't going to tell you, but it's, it's crazy, right? What they're going through, what they were dealing with in the next chapter, when you see how evil they was, when, man, I don't want to get into it. It's crazy. Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom for a reason. Let's uh, dwell on that one. They were evil. They were doing crazy things. Man, just read chapter 19. I don't want to get into it. It's just rated PG-13, and that's definitely at least 14, 15. Rated R. <laughs> but you got to learn how to communicate from God. Because when you began to see how evil it was, you see why he wanted to destroy the city. And, and Abraham felt what God was doing because he had a relationship with God. And God said, well, I ain't going to withhold anything from Abraham because Abraham, my dude. I'm not going to withhold anything from him because he communes with me and he prays with me. When you begin to pray and build a relationship with God, you will be amazed how prophetic you will be because God will begin to show you what's going to happen before it happens. Not saying you a prophet, but God will tell you what's going to happen. Girl, you better watch out because Sister So-and-So don't like you like she think you do. He'll let you know. Communication. Communication from God. Look at this one, though. Look at, look at number four. In verse 23 and 24, it says, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preadventure there be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place of 50 righteous? Look, an accessory, an accessory prayer should have compassion toward people. Compassion. 
these people weren't good. They were evil, right? They were evil, but Abraham still prayed for them. It's funny. I hope my people not listening to this. They're like, they didn't listen at 8 o'clock. God, I hope they ain't listening. But they, they, they said something, right? They said that, man, they could have gave her eight points. They could have gave her eight points on the test. And right then I knew it had to be somebody close to them. I said, that's her, her niece, her cousin, her, her best friend, baby, or something. And they were like, how you know that that's somebody I know? Because eight points, a lot of points. That's a whole letter grade almost. That's almost the difference between an A and a B. Right? A B and a C. Well, see, definitely a difference between a D and an F. D ain't but a few points, right? Eight points. Now, if you said one point, two point, I get it. Eight points. I think you need to retake that test. <laughs> Shh, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> but she had compassion because that was her people. My son, yes, I want my son. Eight, eight points. Give, give my son eight points. Give, 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 give my cousin eight points. Give my mama eight points. But if it's somebody, if it's a person that killed all the people in South Carolina, would I want him to get eight points? Probably not. Huh? Will, 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 <laughs> this is so shady. Will Green Bay fans really want San Francisco to get eight points? <laughs> Will, Will, huh? Who, who the Cowboys lost to? For, they, they lost to 49ers too? What, what, what the 49ers really have wanted Dak to have eight more seconds? <laughs> the offer is going to be little if I don't fix this. There's a lot of Cowboy fans in here. Ooh, I feel the heat on me. It ain't just a sweater either. Hey, look, but seriously, because when it's somebody you don't like, if it's somebody that's doing evil, you don't want to get in the benefit of the doubt. But when you really are in intercessory prayer and have the heart of God, you are intercede for people that don't deserve nothing at all. Because you understand, if God did not walk down 40 and 2 burning generation, walk up the way of Villa de la Rosa, the way of suffering, if they didn't put nails in his hand to bring the fruition of soteriological dispensation, then if there be no shedding of blood, there be no remission of sin. If it was not for my God that calls me righteous. I would be in hell just like them. Come on, somebody. He, he calls you righteous. You ain't righteous. He calls you righteous. People have called me a lot of things when they got mad, but they never called me righteous. Man, well, get on my nerve, but he's so righteous. No, but God called me righteous even though I'm not because he does not see my sinful nature. He sees the precious blood of Jesus. He only sees my goodness. He only sees what it is he wants me to see. That's what messes you up as a prayer because you keep looking at your life and then God won't answer you because you evil because you sinful because you mess up but David messed up all the time but he was called a man of the God's own heart do you know God already knew you couldn't handle it that's why he allowed them to put him on the cross if you could have done it on your own he never would have done it he tried to use Abraham look at Abraham Abraham interceded for people right now had just got through lying, talking about Sarah was his sister and not his wife because she was so fine. And now he up there talking about, don't kill him, you'll find somebody righteous. He just had got through lying. 
They just had left that town, and then the king got mad at Abraham and said, man, what if I would have slept with your wife? Glad I ain't touch her. Then I would have went to hell because you talking about this your sister and that's your wife. Yet he was interceding. Just because you sin, that doesn't mean you can't cover your children. Just because you sin, that doesn't mean you can't cover your mother and father. Just because you sin, can I tell you something? James said we all fall short. Even the judgment of people that say they don't ever do no wrong, they do wrong. You're judging me right now. Amen. Your sinfulness is going to happen. You'll never be sinless, but you should sin less. Right? You'll never be sinless, but every day you should sin less because you should be getting closer to God and communion with God. Now, Abraham had just got through lying. The king just got mad and told, I mean, he, I, could, I could just see him like, what in the world is wrong with you? This your wife. Thank God. And God came to the king in a dream and said, you better not touch. He said, man, that's somebody's wife. He said, man, look, I ain't know you. No, I ain't know. You better not kill me because he lied to me. He didn't say it like that. He was scared. You know, he had no relationship like Abraham. So he ain't snap on God like Abraham. He wouldn't snap on Abraham. Abraham, What I'm saying is this, even though Abraham had just sinned, even though Abraham had just lied, he still came back and interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, he didn't succeed, but at least he saved his nephew. God actually listened to him. Can I tell you this? God listens to you. See, this is a part, this is a phase. Have you ever, like, if you didn't sin a whole day, right, a lot of times it's easy for you to pray, right? But sometimes when you sin and then you got to pray that next moment, you still should pray the same fervency because we all fall short of the glory of God. James said, try to be perfect, but no, you won't be perfect. But try to be perfect because that's the only way you're going to be the best person you can be. But you're never going to be perfect. So, don't, so understand that you're going to fall, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't fall as many times if you're trying to be perfect. But you won't be perfect. So stop being scared to go to God and pray to him. David messed up. David was a whoremonger. David was messing with all them folk around the world, and yet he still was a praying man to say, look here, God, I forgive me. I've only sinned against you. I'm going to get my life together, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to go pray. I'm still going to go kill Goliath. I'm still going to go fight whoever I need to fight because I know you are with me. Do you know that God loves you so much that he'll listen to your prayer even when you sin? Do you have that confidence? Now, I'm not saying go out here and sin and live any old way. I'm not telling you that. But what I'm saying is, do you know that God loves you unconditionally? And even when you fall into sin, he'll be right there to pick you up. David wrote a song. He said, even if I make my bed in hell, you will be right there with me. Even if I do something so heinous and malicious and grievous, you still will be right there with me. And that's what you have to know. Because Satan really destroys the world because too many kingdom people are walking around in guilt. Yeah. 
And until you shake that guilt and tell God to forgive you and forgive yourself, the problem is some of you all, God has forgiven you, but you continue to bring the sin back on yourself because although God has forgiven you, you have not forgiven yourself. And when you don't forgive yourself, you're calling yourself better than God. You're making yourself an idol. How can you sit up there and say God has forgiven you, but you have not forgiven yourself as if you're greater than God? If God say let it go, you better let it go. The world, God said, I done walked down 42 burning generations and they done put me on the cross. They stretched me wide and every joint in my body was dislocated. They put the crown of thorns in my cranium. I became sin for you and you walk around here and not forgive yourself when I'm a forgiving God. God is upset with that. You'll never be perfect. You'll never be perfect. You will never be perfect. Right? That's what you need to understand. You got to have compassion. And you should be able to have compassion if you stop looking at, at drug addicts, looking down on them. Yeah, they sinning, but your sin may not be the same as theirs, but you sin too. That's why I don't look down on anybody because God said all sin is the same. God looks at all sin as the same. No matter what you do, you kill somebody, you steal a Snickers bar. He's saying it's the same to him. If you break any part of the law, you've broken it all. So stop looking down on people because their sin is different than yours. It's still sin. Oh, my God. Number five. Look here. Verses 25 and 26 says, that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare this place. And we already know how it came down and went down. But look here, an intercessory prayer should have combat for people. You got to be able to fight for folk. Do you know I'll be bolder with you all sometimes in my own prayer life for me? That's why I've been needing y'all to pray for me as I pray for you. Remember I sent y'all that prayer? I don't know if y'all on the phone list, but I prayed because I felt too many people started dying. Hold on, God. Too many people in my, in my house dying. Too many people getting sick. Too many people got cancer. No, 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 no. No, you're you going to have to heal them because you told me that I'm their shepherd. You told me I'm supposed to cover them. So if I'm supposed to cover them and I'm asking you, you said you wish of all things that we be prospering in good health. Even as our soul prospered, I know they're getting the word because you've been giving me a word to teach them. So I know they soul prospering. So I need you to heal them. I need you to deliver them. I need you to get them some money. I need you to give them a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together and running over. And that's how you got to be bold with it when you were in intercessory prayer because you got to divine and take it and divine and take it by force. You can't go to God without boldness. Yes, be humble, but he said, approach my throne with boldness and know what your inheritance is supposed to be. If Jesus died for me on the cross, I'm supposed to have everything God said I'm supposed to have. You know what? He said he came to give me life and to give it to me more abundantly. So I want my people to have the good life too. That's why he wants you to be in different places. Do you know either you're a priest in the house of God or you're a king and queen dealing with the world? Right? Church is not a spectator sport. This is, a, this is a locker room. I'm here to get you pepped up so you can go in the game and win. I believe God got me running in, in politics. Now, I kept saying, I ain't never going to do this. I ain't never going to do this. My job is to hold politics together. But I believe God wants me to lead by example, at least for a little while, because that's why I do real estate. God wants to show you how to do stuff in the marketplace. That's why God has me dealing with the police to show you how to take authority in the marketplace. 
Now he's saying, look here, do the politics because he want to show you how to take authority in the marketplace. God does not want everybody planted in the church. He needs his kingdom people everywhere taking authority from the devil. See, when he say kick in the gates of hell, you keep thinking it's actually hell. It's not hell. It's the gates of influence. Kick in the gates of education where they took God out of. Kick in the gates of politics where they don't want you to pray. But one day when the general assembly is about to start. Kick in the gates of hell of police so it won't be no police brutality. I'm not a chaplain because I think the police do everything right. I'm there because I know when I come there, authority is in the room. I'm on the police foundation because authority is there. Because now a kingdom man is in the house and you are going to do everybody right. When you walk in the room, you shift atmospheres. You change all types of culture when you walk in the building, but you have to know who you are. But your prayer life has to be strong because when you have a good prayer life, you have a better relationship with God and you understand how powerful you are. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The devil can't stop you. The police can't stop you. Racism can't stop you. Republicans can't stop you. Democrats can't stop you. Laws that are unjust can't stop you. You are a child of the king. When you walk into the building, a queen has arrived. When you walk in the building, a king has arrived. Take your dominion for God. God wants your prayer life to be strong so you can learn how to intercede. He don't want politicians in, in, in chambers that don't know him. He needs you to be able to pray and stop worrying about trying to vote for something for your party, but vote for something for the people to make sure they're okay. Who cares if you want term and done? Do what God asks you to do. When are you going to start walking in boldness and taking dominion and stop being an undercover Christian, covert agent? Praying for your food under your breath so nobody can see. You got to start having your prayer life in a way like Abraham. Abraham just lied about his wife, but still went to God on behalf of somebody else. Stop worrying about your sinful nature. If you stop looking at what you do wrong and start doing what you're supposed to do and start looking toward the healing that's coming to your health, you will sin less. The problem is you keep looking at your sin, so that's where you go. As a man or woman, think of so as he or she. Stop dwelling on your messed up life. Stop dwelling on your sinful nature and dwell on what God wants you to do. And when you start doing what he wants you to do, you will stop doing what you're not supposed to do. Because that's what you're focusing on. I done told you on a motorcycle, if I don't want to hit that organ, I better not look at it. If I look at it, no matter how much I try to turn, my motorcycle going to fall on my head, and I'm going to crash, and Dre going to sue me. But if I look where I want to go, that's where my motorcycle will go. Stop looking at your sinful nature. Abraham didn't look at Sodom and Gomorrah. He looked face to face with God and said, God, if you can find 50. And he heard God say no. Have you ever heard God say no? And he said, well, if you can find 45, 40. 20, 10, oh Lord, 
get light out the building. I'm trying to calm down because this is what I need you to hear this. I need you to hear. I'm trying to shout it up. I need you to hear this. When you really know who God is, I know him as a loving servant. I know him as the carpenter in Jesus, but I also know him as a warrior. Sometimes God will tell you to put your Bible up. In fact, he don't even tell you to put it up. He'll tell you, don't, don't, I need you to use it as the sword it is. I, I need you to go cut somebody. Not literally, not literally. Don't go around in first time visit. I'm not saying go cut nobody with a knife. But what I am saying is get in your prayer closet and get with God. And when unjust laws going on, like God, I need you to deal with this politician. I need you to deal with this judge. I need you to deal with this president. And do you know you are shift coaches when you learn how to pray and you learn how to pray in war? Oh. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. And they already are because that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Liberation is already in heaven. Equality is already in heaven. Come on, somebody. Prosperity is already in heaven. Healing is already in heaven. And your faith just has to unlock it. But your faith can't unlock anything that you have not prayed about and commune with God about. The problem with our lives is that we don't commune with God enough. We always going and we trying to figure out these formulas. We try to figure out this strategic plan. We try to figure out how much we need to do with social media, how we need to do the internet, but are we praying? How do I do this together? How do I do this strategic plan to make sure the school better, but are we praying? I need, you know, we need to do this to make sure we take care of the COVID-19 and make sure that people get vaccinated, but are we praying? One God idea is better than a hundred good man ideas. In fact, it's better more than that. One God idea can change the world, but we can't have that idea if we don't pray. I want you to learn how to come back and pray and cover individuals that are around you, cover the people in your life and cover you. I know you got a whole bunch of people on your bus, but you need some pray people, praying people on your bus. What, I would have had Abraham on my bus. Abraham prayed before he don't even like. This the whole thing. I love Dr. King. Dr. King said in one of his speeches, I'm so glad that God said I had to love my enemy, but I didn't have to like them. You don't have to like everybody. Some of y'all in love with somebody but broke up because you don't like stuff they do. Like is not a consequence of God. God said, look, even if you don't like somebody, you need to love them anyway. He prayed for Solomon and Gomorrah even though they were evil. Even though they were, 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 were just detestable. Abraham still prayed. Let me tell you something. Can I tell you something? This is going to be your horror. I, I think I gave you this horror before. I need you to just find somebody. You ain't got to go. Don't, don't point at them. Because yeah, they ain't here. <laughs> find, just find somebody you don't like who do you wrong and pray for them every day. <clears throat> for, just do it. <clears throat> just do it. Do it for 90 days. I was going to say do it for the whole year. But do it for 90 days. Do it for 90 days. Just for real. Somebody you don't like. Pray for them. Don't pray that they go to hell and that. Let me say, let me say the parameters. <laughs> you got, let me say the parameters on y'all. Oh, I got feel it in the spirit. I'm telling you. Somebody like, y'all pray for him. <laughs> 
I felt it. You know what I'm saying? You can feel it. Somebody was like angry. I ain't going to say what side of the room it was on, but. Jesus, pray. Pray good things. I'm trying to be cross-eyed. I won't look at it, but I can feel it in the spirit. Jesus, let me just turn around. Pray good things. Because, <laughs> see, in fact, if, even if you want to be selfish and vindictive, look at this. The Bible says when you pray for your enemy, it's like pouring hot coals on their head. So either them hot coals will burn them up or them hot coals will purify them. But don't think what I just said. Just pray good. And just know that God will straighten them out however they need to straighten them out. And in the, in the, in the interim, while you're praying for somebody who ain't right, you're going to start seeing some things that you do that ain't right. And you're going to start becoming a better person. And then you're not going to be as judgmental. Because when you begin to pray for somebody you don't like, it's easy to pray for your family. Woo, your prayer life is going to be so strong. Because you're going to do what I said. You will. got to hypnotize you. You will pray for your enemy. Look at my finger. You will pray for your enemies. <laughs> Let me get out of here. Seriously, though. God wants you to take care and pray for your enemies. God will take care of you and begin to start connecting to people who can pray for you. Find somebody righteous. I told this at the beginning of the other sermon, but I'm saying it at the end because I don't know if I'm going to edit it out or not. But at the end of the day, I remember I was on this plane going somewhere <clears throat> to do something I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing. Had, went to the country where the biggest statue of Jesus is, but I wasn't going to see Jesus. Not that year. Not, not in the 90s. <laughs> was not going to look for Jesus. I knew who he was, but I wasn't looking for him. And, and so I was on the plane, and, and, and you know, back in the day, you know, the plane back then before 9-11, you know, you could, you know, you could move about the plane and talk to folks. You could even walk to very glad sometimes. Hey, you know, if you're black, it might be a little harder, but you still walk up there and come back. But, 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 but the thing was, I was like, man, I just got scared all of a sudden because I knew I wasn't going to do the right thing. I couldn't turn around there, and I was looking for somebody, one righteous person on the plane. Man, what you here for? Oh, man, you here for the same thing? We going to hell. Hey, what you? Then I went to this lady, and I said, why are you going here? I'm going here because my son, he's been gone for a whole year. I thought he was dead. Only reason I know he's alive, he got drunk and called me, and now I know he's alive. You better not do this to your mama. She got to start fussing everybody on the plane. If you're going out here, you better go home. You're supposed to go home. My son has been down here for a whole year. I thought he was dead. He didn't call me anything. She was hot. I said, we're going to live. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because I knew at least one righteous person was on the plane, and she was going there for the right reason, so I knew God wasn't going to destroy the plane. In my mind, and I was like, man, I ain't never going back there. Even when I was, I'm going to do a ministry over there, I said, I ain't going. Because I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to get that. But anyway, what I'm saying is this. Start connecting to people that you know can pray for you. Because if you got somebody like Abraham on your team, if they'll pray for their enemies, they'll definitely pray for you and you their friend. So you need to find some type of prayer partner. You need to find a prayer partner to pray with and, and begin to commune with because iron sharpens iron. One can set a thousand flight, two can set 10,000. If it's your wife and your husband, y'all get together. Or, or, or whoever, you need to be, have somebody to pray with and somebody that you intercede for and they intercede for. Now, that still ain't, you just got two assignments. You still got to pray for the person you don't like. That ain't, we ain't in that. 
because at the end of the day, it's going to give you a pure heart of love. Because when you learn how to pray with people that don't do you right, oh my God, how much favor you get. I mean, when I first got here, and I'm like, man, I got to pray for these same folk that's talking about me. I got to bury their mamas and daddy who've been talking about me. Man, I started realizing, man, God just kept blessing me. So I got to do it on my job. And, but at the end of the day, it blesses me. And I need you to be blessed the same way. So the same way that Abraham went to come back for, his, for the people that were evil and his enemy, you need to do the same thing. And watch God give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. Amen. I'm done. I'm done. I need you. I need you. I need you to learn how to pray and pray over your family and pray over people in the name of Jesus. And right now, I'm going to pray for you the same way I pray for 8 o'clock. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I decree and declare that entrepreneur spirits shall be birthed in the name of Jesus. You shall give them a good measure of blessing, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in the name of Jesus. They shall be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower in the name of Jesus. Yea, though they walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they shall fear no evil, Lord, because your rod and your staff they comfort them in the name of Jesus. Lord, cancer cannot live in their body anymore. No infirmities in the name of Jesus. We break them in the name of Jesus. Every generational curse, we bind them right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak it right now in the name of Jesus. And we say no sickness, no disease shall cover their life in the name of Jesus. The same way that you cover the children. The same way that we said no child will be, will be killed. No child, no you shall be murdered. With the same way we decree and declare that at the old building that none of our children have been murdered. We decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that nobody younger or old shall be snuffed out early in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for your power. We thank you, God, for your sovereignty. We thank you, God, for your millionaire spirit. We thank you for raising up millionaires. We thank you for raising up healers. We thank you for raising up apostolic people. We thank you for raising up intercessors. We thank you right now. We break every spirit of poverty, Lord, because you want us to be prosperous and in good health. We break every spirit of disease in the name of Jesus because you want us to be prosperous and in good health. We break every rebellious spirit in the name of Jesus because you always want us to be in right line with you. We thank you, Lord, for your healing spirit that's falling in the midst of this house. We thank you, Lord, for your deliverance spirit right now. We thank you, Lord, for your transformational spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your healing spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We believe that every spirit contrary, with the Holy, contrary to the Holy Spirit shall be annihilated in the name of Jesus. Magnify the Holy Spirit within them in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.